We're back. I'm Drew McGarry. And I'm David Roth. And uh, coming in September 2020, a new site we have built together called... Defector. Defector, and we're going to have a new podcast to go with it. This very podcast, which has the name... The Distraction. It's out right now, and it's available everywhere else you get your podcast. At Stitcher, Spotify, Apple. Go listen right now to The Distraction everywhere. It's out right now. Go listen. See ya. Bye. Yo, dead ass baby, them vows be hard to live by every day. Right. But your vows were popping, though. Yeah, I wrote There was not a dry eye in the house. Mm -mm. And I think I need a redo on my I do's. What? I need a redo. Dead ass? Dead ass, baby. Hey, I'm Kadeen. And I'm DeVal. And we're the Ellis's. You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys. And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy. Wait, I make you need therapy? Most days. Wow. <laughs> oh, and one more important thing to mention, we're married. Yes, sir, we mm-hmm. are. We created this podcast to open dialogue about some of life's most taboo topics. Things most folks don't want to talk about. Through the lens of a millennial married couple. Deadass is a term that we say every day. When we say deadass, we're actually saying facts. 100. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. <laughs> we about to take pillow talk to a whole new level. Deadass starts now. So, July 3rd, 2010, I was sitting in my room, and I was like, I got to commit to forever for this woman. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to just go up there and do what I do. I'm going to just wing it. I'm going to go up there and just wing it when it came time for vows. And then I called my brother, right? And my brother, I was like, yo, B, I'm good. Like, I could talk. I'm going to talk. I can go up there and just wing in my vows, right? And he was like, no. That's a long-ass time, B. I was like, yeah, it is. It is a long time. So he said, you think you might want to take 10 minutes and write some fucking vows? (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, all right, I'm going to do that. I sat down. I started writing. And I had to change my paper so many times because my tears kept going onto the paper. I'm serious because I really started to think about how much I was in love with someone. Oh. And then I started thinking about the fact that I can't change my mind after tomorrow. (laughs) It was scary, but it was also like heartwarming. Here and now. I promise to love faithfully. Faithfully. You're all. I need here and now. Hey. You know, I love you, girl. Here and now and forever. Girl, I, girl, you lucky we got <laughs> guests because if we ain't had no guests, we I got dim some these lights. Guests today. I dim these lights. You know, so listen, you people. Know y'all probably heard about a laugh already. <laughs> <laughs> Who these guests are. This guy laughed a couple times. I was trying to be quiet. <laughs> trying to be quiet. Yeah, I was, that was not Having a good time. <laughs> Having a good time. We were supposed Listen. to banter about what's happening this week and then introduce the guests, but I he can't. introduced himself I'm sorry. via his laugh. It was so it's funny, all good. <laughs> Listen, no. So we're excited to have with us today Mr. and Mrs. Kev on stage. Y'all know them as Kev and Melissa from the Love Hour. You guys have been asking me for about a year. 
when are y'all gonna get with Kevin? Look, dead ass need to get with the love hour. Like y'all been asking, and it's here now. <laughs> the collab is it's here. here. The collab it is, is here. here. Dead ass and it's the first of many. Guys, yes. thank you. Yes. Thank, thank you for having us. Thank you, yes. thank you for coming to through, here. man. And Welcome to you, Los Angeles. Thank you. I really appreciate it. These gas prices ain't too welcome. That, that was not I'm over okay. It. Over it. That, that, I saw your story and I was crying. He bro. parked his car. He's like, I'm not going nowhere then. I'll stay was, right here before I buy gas at $5. I was mad, bro. I was so <laughs> mad. Yo, I've never seen DeVal drive so slow <laughs> in my life. Gas are long okay. as I can. 24 miles per hour. And I'm just like, babe, you you can you can go a little fat. The speed oh, limit here about 65. Man. And he's just like 25. <laughs> I, I put my audible on my book my book on tape my audible and I was just listening to my book <laughs> driving 24 miles per hour not people was honking looking down trying I was Don't like we, we need to find another way so y'all need to show us the way what is the way out here with gas guys it's walk <laughs> walk, walk and, and pray, pray. <laughs> and just, that's how I'm gonna get through Los that's Angeles. how you do it that's, that's how, how you do, do it oh, so if y'all man. remember Kevin and Melissa were with us at Essence Fest. Yes. So Great for those time. of you who were lucky enough to be there for Great our live time. show, they oh, were on man, stage. It was, with, it was Who was Angela Gee and Sharunas mm-hmm. uh, yes. Jackson? Did I say his name right? I always nope. say his name nope. right. I wasn't going to say you messed it. messed that up. No, my bad, bro. I don't know. My bad, bro. You know it's number <laughs> love. But anyway. All right. So y'all know I love a good love story, right? <laughs> okay. So tell me about your love story. I met Melissa on the first day of school in junior year. Miss Chapman's U.S. history class. Oh, she got teacher's name. Yes. All right. I, I remember this like it was yesterday. Name and subject. It was a life-changing <laughs> moment for me. And I remember like, man, I got to I gotta holler at this girl. I'm, I have to. So as I'm looking at her and thinking like, what am I going to approach? How am I going to approach her? This dude taps me on the shoulder and has a note. And he's like, hey, can you hand this to her? And it's a letter to Melissa. And I'm like, God, dang, this dude beat me to the punch. Damn. So I hand it. The person hands it to her, Melissa. She opens it, looks at it for a second, closes it puts it down and doesn't even look at the dude. I'm like, so you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> like from that moment, I'm like, okay, she ain't finna play no games. Right, so we right. live in the same neighborhood around the block from each other, rode the same bus. I mean, I was on her early, but she was not trying to have it because I was trying to, I was talking to various, various girls. I mean, come on, you see it. Uh, so I remember like hollering at her. She was like, nah. was a player, player. Yeah, she was like, nah. And I tell my friends holler. She's like, nah. She was like, you're a fisherman. You out here trying to get all these girls. It ain't finna be me. <laughs> so then I was like, I'll let so these girls go. I'll let these girls go, bro. I don't even need them. So I stopped talking to everybody I was talking to. And by the grace of God, I, I asked her to be my girlfriend. She wasn't happening. Then her cousin, Tony, was like, man, come on, Liz. Man, give him a chance, man. Kev's my boy because we used to hoop together. We used to share clothes and stuff. And he was like, man, give Kev a chance. She was like, okay. She grabbed my hands. Okay, Tony. You see, we will, I'll date him. Okay. <laughs> Are you happy? Then she threw my hand. And I'm Mad like, dramatic. Mad <laughs> dramatic. <laughs> that was how we started dating. She was telling her cousin, fine, leave me alone. Gina, I will marry you. Are you happy now? Damn. She was held against her will. That is how we started dating. And I was like, I'll take it. I will take it. And you were like, yeah. I'll make the best out of this. Uh, and then we, we that was in May, May 15, 2000, wow. is when she grabbed my hand aggressively and then threw it. <laughs> And I ain't never let it go since I was like, go. we good. Oh and my aren't gosh. you happy that I'm he did? I'm so happy. <laughs> That's what's up. I'm so happy. That That's dope. amazing. Look yeah. at that. I was in love with her from the moment I met her. 
she wasn't in love with me for for a lot longer. Hello. <laughs> oh, so this was it was like the the opposite of us because I knew knew. K fell. Oh, really? K fell. I tripped. I fell. Couldn't get up. I didn't have no beard or nothing. No beard. I had waves. I no beard. No beard. But his wave. He was swimming though. Waves were the original beard. I was spinning. Waves were the original beard. I was no do rag too. Three sixty. Three sixty. Three sixty. No do rag. Hard on him. That's the Lord's decision. No do rag is God saying, man, I got you, bro. You ain't even got to worry about that. <laughs> she couldn't. She couldn't help herself, bro. It was she all good. It was, that's all I saw because then it was just like the head and then this like Here little go. body. Here she go. And I was I, like, I, wasn't I was like, there's weights. potential. I, was, I saw <laughs> your early pictures. There. I was like, he made it to the league, huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's why when people, worked really hard. When people used to be like, oh yeah, she's up. with him because he's going to the league. I was like, nah. you think I had the foresight to see him gaining all that weight to go to anybody's league? You had vision. Uh, this no. was me. You see this paper clip? <laughs> this was me in college. Yep. Paper clip. Right it was here. more like this. Like, this. Go. There you go. I look like a pot spoon. Oh. <laughs> Did you guys meet in college? A pot spoon. <laughs> Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> we actually went to the same elementary school uh, and we crossed wow. paths throughout. And, yeah, our yeah. Enti- we kept just like weaving, weaving. Wow. And, um, we went to rival high schools and then finally started yeah. dating um, in college. So. Oh, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So, so we've known each other for a long time. Pretty long time. time. So. Yeah. Well, we're talking about vows and it's, it's great to have you guys because you guys you. have been married. You have two beautiful boys. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I always want to ask other married men, like, did you write your vows or did you wing it? Because I know you, you good off the cuff like me. Mm-mm. I didn't so, write anything. So you, just, re- you just you recite after the, we, the, yep, we the traditional. standard we issue. Ah. I feel like we got a lot of... We were shafted. One of the things about being married so long ago is people weren't doing all the cool stuff. Uh. <laughs> all the other weddings we went to, it was like it was like cookie cutter. Right. I didn't right. know you could even was do like your own vow. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. People so, have hashtags now. I'm like, man, we didn't get to do none of that stuff. What year y'all got married? 2004. Three, uh, four, four, four. Ooh, ooh, is there a I, could, I could tell no. y'all been married a long time. Y'all don't even remember when y'all got married. 2004. 2004. Because <laughs> our, uh, our wedding program, program has the wrong date on it. Oh. And we didn't even realize that till like this year we were moving some stuff around. We were like, man, we never noticed this. <laughs> 15 years. So wow. It was 2004. That's oh, love. That's 15 love. years ago. Yeah, 15 yeah. years ago. Wow. So is there anything that you both wish you prepared for? Before marriage, like after the fact, now that you are, you're like, man, if I had known that, I would have done X, Y, and Z. Man, there's a lot. Everything. I feel like, so getting married so young, people always talk about how great that is, how cute that is, and all that stuff. But Mm -hmm. it's also the drawback of it is you are not fully developed. Like, mm-hmm. we were 21 and 20. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that's young. Yeah, that's young. super young. That's like, we were fully in love. Right. But we didn't, like, you don't even know that much about yourself mm-hmm. at, at that age. So mm-hmm. right. it's not that I would have, like, um, gotten married later. I would have gotten married earlier. I actually pitched pitch to Melissa. Let's Hello, do this pitch. now. Yeah. Come on. You would have got married earlier? Yeah. You, were, you were pitching things so early. Like, Look at you. Now you got shows and stuff. Yeah. yeah. What do you think about tomorrow? You know? Because <laughs> the financial aid for married people was out of this world. And I was like, bro, we going to be good. Let's just, come on. It's a man with a plan. Yeah. It's a man with a plan. Because when that first financial aid kicked in in post-marriage, I was like, fam, (laughs) we should have been this. A long time ago. You're talking about, well, I got to get to know you. We could do all that together. You're right. There you go. But let's cut these loans down. So, ladies, let me ask y'all a question. Y'all got to say vows, too. You know, you heard. I wrote mine down, cried. Kev winged it because Kev just be off the top. Boom. (laughs) How did y'all do y'all vows? You know, I was kind of like you. I sat 
you know, in the wedding planning and Uh there's like a ton of things going on. That was actually one of the last things I did. Uh And not that it wasn't of importance. (laughs) The last thing is the vows. (laughs) She was like, man, I got one more. What am I supposed to do for this? You know, we got the flowers. We got the DJ. There's a lot of logistics. There's a lot of logistics. So, but on my to-do list, (laughs) it's there. It was there. It was the vows. And I sat the night before and... I did the same thing. I was kind of just like ripping mm-hmm. it. Didn't sound good. I didn't know. I, I think I was so young too that I didn't know what was supposed to sound right. And my right. thing, the thing that I did wrong, I was writing it thinking about how it would sound to other people mm. and not really writing it for him. Yes. Yeah. So I can admit that now. Like I can see that. That's why I said I need a read. Because you want your vows to be like, oh, yeah, and personal. Right, yeah. exactly. Oh, that's why you said you need a redo I need on your a redo I do. on my I do. Oh, I thought go. you said you wanted to redo like you didn't want to get married no more. I was about to be like, you stuck. Nah, <laughs> son, nah. I want to do a redo. That, that means I need a vow renewal. Yes. Oh, here we go. So, she been, she been I'm here on for that it. For I want a vow renewal. We can have a ho- all the things. Yes, all of the things. All of the things. And I'll tell you, for me, it's, um, I want to redo for my I do because it wasn't personal and I felt like a lot of I let a lot of people and outside forces dictate to Facts. me what my wedding day was going to look like what High I five. was going to look like all yeah. of it like yeah. everything even now when I look at my wedding pictures yeah. I'll be like I, I could thinking? do my makeup better today you know what right? I than the have... person I hired on and we want day. a hashtag yeah I want to have a hashtag and I want to have a Nigerian wedding hello even though <laughs> yo, we're Nigerian yo I said the same I'm, thing about yeah. an Indian wedding bro like, oh, they're everything. everything why do they have the most lit weddings yes. ever, ever in the world yes. I know we're not Nigerian. I feel like can it be cultural appropriation if we're African American? Um, uh, somebody somewhat, gonna feel away about yeah. something because people always sure. feel away about something. But sure. I somewhat. want it. I'm gonna talk to some people see if I can get well, blessed. This is what you do first. <laughs> you go find out where your roots are. If you if you one twenty fifth Nigerian, you then you can have a Nigerian there wedding. Go. There we go. But then you got to tell all your friends they got to give gifts like Nigerians give gifts because you know because they give you gifts. You got to bring some bread, hundred dollars minimum in singles. Making it rain. So that, <laughs> that's like rain. But, but, rain. but realistically, and don't though, be cheap. yeah, that's what weddings were for. At one point, mm-hmm. it was a way for the culture to, to come together and get you started as a family and yeah. say, here, this is what you have. Here's your nest egg. Now it's like, yo, I'm going to this weddings and I'm get free drinks. Yes. <laughs> free drinks and food. <laughs> and people wonder why you're not getting invited. Like, bro, nah, it's nope. too expensive to be an outlier friend. For Facts. you to just spectate. Yeah, I don't know you like that. We were looking at our wedding picture of like the crowd. I don't remember half those, not even half, more than half of those people. Me I don't neither. even remember them at all. Yeah, I believe same you. way. And a lot of it too for, was our parents too. You yes, know? who they wanted to Who they to be wanted there. to invite, their yeah. friends, people who've seen you grow up. I said, man, we do this viral renewal. It's going to be me, you, and the boys on the mountaintop. You That's it. How about Bruh. that? That's it. It's going to be a close circle of people. Yeah, Ab- yeah, you know what I just told my homeboy? He's getting married. I don't want to out him because he was like, Deval, you know, I don't know who to invite and not to invite my friends. I said, this is what you do. You take all your friends out for dinner or lunch, right? When the check comes, those friends that say, oh, let me see what I got, don't invite them to your wedding. <laughs> don't. Oh, you because mean they those, want to itemize the yes, little Yes, because the, those are the type of friends who are going to be like... Was two wings. Exactly. They won't put in no tax or no gratuity. They're going to put in a seven ninety nine, and they're going to leave first. Yep. You don't invite those people to right. your wedding. The, right. the friends you invite will be like, what's the total? Is tax included? All right, let's just split it. Those yeah. are the type of friends What's your Venmo? What's your cash app? Yeah, those are the type of friends you invite to your wedding. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the advice I gave him. That was free game. That was, that's, that was great. Go. Yep. I feel like it's almost switched because I hear a lot more dudes talking about being married for mm. legacy purposes. Mm. And now a lot more women are like, my legacy is not going to be having your babies. So mm. it almost seems like at a time, 
it was we were brought up to be players and y'all were brought up to be wives. But now it's like we're raising our men to try to be husbands and women are being brought up not to be wives. And it's funny to to see that, you know, happen now with all the millennials and now they're what, Gen, Gen Z? Yeah, I think it's Gen Z. Gen Z does not believe in marriage the way we were brought up to believe in marriage. What do you guys think about that? Melissa was saying that she was um, taught, or her her in the church, it was like you should be a wife, you should be a wife. But in her perf- in her family, and I'll let you speak to it, she wasn't taught that her nor her sisters. No. Well, we were, but we there was also an aspect of um, be independent. My okay. mother, too. So no matter if you have a man or not, it, it's me and I have two younger sisters. My dad taught us how to change a tire. My dad taught us, he tried to teach us how to change the oil in our car. I don't right. know how to do it, but he tried to do that. <laughs> uh, when we uh, were brought up and he taught us how to drive, we learned in a t- stick shift. I took my driver's test in a stick shift. Okay. I can back up perfectly. I was always taught that. So when we got together, even today, low key, um, I still be like, don't you ever forget. <laughs> you be telling you be telling I can a while. listen I am a capable woman I don't need you if I ask you to do something because I want you to do we it good. not because I need you to do it good. so Yo, pretty K- much they K- didn't want you to have a too. dependency mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. but then what's up when that pickle jar don't open oh Oh, 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 when it's time to get hey. that AC out the, oh, the window. Yeah. Hey. Oh, there's all type of stuff. Oh, I'm scared <laughs> when you're not. No, no, keep that same energy. I, I don't tell you Kev. nothing. Tell oh, Kev. Okay, what is that sound? <laughs> what about that spider? This morning, Kev, there's a spider. You independent? <laughs> you independent. What if I wasn't there? You a tell woman, Kev. you independent. Every Kill time you loose, open up the pickle jars, because I pre-loosened Man, it. Stop. That's all that is. You ain't pre-loosened you enough know, to open it, though. And then I, I, <laughs> you know? <laughs> And also, I had you in mind when I found a place with central air now. So there's no lifting ACs in and out the window no more. Can I get an amen? Amen. Okay. All right. You get that. So we good right? now. You get that, right? We good now. See, it's but, teamwork. But when it's time for that garbage to go out, <laughs> and it's time to go out late at night to check out what that sound was, mm. that's when them eyes get real big. And she looking at me like, baby, did you hear that? Did you hear that? And I'm like, yeah, that's, I heard it. That's just because you're my best friend. We just so happen to be married. So, you know, we're Please doing what best out. buddies do. Right? Oh, so, man. okay, so I got it. So I got a question, right? Yeah. Men are expected to do certain things mm-hmm. in a relationship, right? Yep. And there was a clip recently that Fantasia spoke about. Yes, on The Breakfast Club. Yep. Yes. And on we're going to we're gonna play the clip and then I want to get you guys thoughts. Yes. Okay. Because this is, this is a very interesting clip. Every morning, I salute at four thirty in the morning, I wake my wife up and we pray. Real talk, I salute that. Yeah, every morning because we need more of that. You know what I mean? We need more men to stand up and and lead the way. Mm-hmm. Most women are trying to be the leader. That's mm-hmm. why you can't find a man. You can't be the king in the house. <laughs> Fall back and be the queen and let your man lead lead the way. What does that mean? You, you can't be a leader because a lot of women look at like like no, you know I could lead in my household. I could do this in my household. What does that mean? That's not how it's supposed to be, and that's why we bump heads. And I feel like it's a generational thing. And we could talk, we can go real deep on that, and I might need, I don't need to start that, but it's a generational curse and mm-hmm. how society have placed our men mm-hmm. and women have to, to to stand up and be the mother and the father and the provider. And so then now you are so bad, you so you can't be told nothing that when the right man come, you lose him because you're trying to be the, the man. Can we be equal? Oh, of course. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I'm the neck, my man's the head. So he can't make any moves without his wife. You know what I mean? It mm-hmm. all works together. But you can't be the head of the house. You got to let the man be the head of the house. So I want to hear you guys' thoughts. I know that my wife is very vocal about these things. And I know <laughs> Melissa is very vocal about it. I have my own unique 
idea about so submission. we're talking submission submission mm-hmm. submission right, and, and I that hear word what you guys think. i'd love to hear your thoughts melissa my thoughts uh <laughs> as he sips his water uh, <laughs> you hear that sip sip um i think that um okay so i have like every evolving thoughts number one we grew up very churchy and fantasia did as well so i understand the um position from which she starts Mm-hmm. Growing up in the church, mm-hmm. and when you're in that world, um, submission means you know, let allowing your husband to lead. I believe that all submission means is to be under one mission. That's all. Sub meaning under a mission, a household mission. Okay. A house divided cannot stand. So if I have a mission for our family, and you have a mission for our family, and they don't. Um, overlap, they don't agree, they're not congruent, congruent, then we have division in our household. Mm -hmm. I believe that all we need to do is come together. We have a conversation, and that's not to say you just make a decision without my input. We are partners in this thing together. So let let us come together, agree on how we are going to move forward. And then from there, if you want to lead, child, baby, I got you. I can stand beside you, and that's it. I don't think submission has to be a thing about um, I'm in charge and I'm behind you. or You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be this power struggle. That's the word I want to use. It doesn't have to be this power struggle. To me, it literally just means having one mission for your household. Yeah, because you know what? I think the the negative connotation that the word submission Mm -hmm. has is really the root of this. Because when you think of submission, you're thinking of someone is ultimately the ultimate power that yeah. holds you yes. know, the right. ruler of all the land and yes. everyone right. else is the peasants and they have to listen. So right. I even pulled up the definition of submission just to Let's see what it, it says. And it says the act or fact of accepting or yielding to a superior force or the will or authority of another person. Mm. So we were forced into submission. So, so you that, see that word in, that is in itself. the triggering factor I yes. think that's what it into is. the idea of submission. What's your thoughts, for, I think for men, when I was taught about submission, it's you leave the household, you tell your wife what y'all are gonna do, right? Right, mm-hmm. and I think that's the dangerous part is I'm gonna tell you what you're gonna, what we're gonna do, and you're gonna follow me blindly. What has worked better for us is I present a plan mm-hmm. for our review, right? Mm-hmm. So when we were moving to LA, this is probably the best example of submission and and being in alignment ever. We're moving to L.A. It was my desire, my vision. I Mm -hmm. said, here's what I want to do. Here's how much money I think we need to have saved. Here's how I think we get it. Here's what I think we should do with the house. Here's the part of L.A. I think we should live in, where the kids will go to school, where I'm going to work, how long we can live on our savings. All the points. Okay, so you you did your due diligence. You knew. And I had Bible scriptures to reference. Like, here's where I think. (laughs) It's literally in my phone right now. I have a whole thing, right? Where are y'all moving from? From Washington, Washington. right? Mm -hmm. No family in L.A. I mean, we weren't even this far in our careers. It was just like, here's how I think it's going to work. So I presented that to Melissa, and then she gave me her thoughts on it. She was like, so I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be honest with y'all because we fam. Uh-huh. Part of my plan was <laughs> what to do with the house. Let it go to foreclosure. I'm going to get that back. Don't even trip. Okay. Foreclosure, everybody's going to foreclosure. We good bankruptcy. We uh, cool. yeah. the Donald, Trump, Trump, did Donald hey. Trump did it about right. three, four times. Hey. So she was like, what if we just rented the house out? I was like, well, that's a great idea. <laughs> I don't know why. I didn't think. It was either pay the mortgage or don't. Uh, don't right. even, you know what I'm saying? So, And then in the house thing, I was like, here's the cheapest part of LA. We'll live in North Hollywood. And she's like, because we're moving from a house to an apartment, which mm-hmm. was already hard for us because we been owning our house for five, five six years, years by that time. Mm-hmm. So she's like, look, my only thing is in the house, we need a washer and dryer in the unit. Okay. I'm not taking, I'll, I'll, I'll handle a lot. 
Kev, but I won't Non-negotiable. And I was like, what about right across the, sh- the hallway? Ah, and she's like, no. Son. The house. Because we had small kids. Right, or absolutely. Or they pee in the bed, whatever. I'm not mm-hmm. finna be, you know, so I'm like, okay. So now, and we work down the line about jobs, about all right. that. So then team. We, yes. As a team. So what I really, as a man, what you don't want is your wife to be able to say, I told you so, right? right. And if you don't have her on your side with the plan. We be waiting. If you inevitably <laughs> fail, if That's any one of your plans fail, it's a wrap. she like, and this is what I told you. It, right. But if we work together, whether you fail or succeed, y'all did it together. Now there's no animosity. It's like, well, shoot, I thought that was going to work. I thought it was too. It didn't, but we good. Right. Instead of, right. I told you that wouldn't work. For right. sure. And now it didn't work. And this is why we're messed up. Well, it's great that you have an actual plan that you yeah. came with. So mm-hmm. it's not just like throwing something around and being like, yeah, you know, we'll figure right. it out. You had a plan. Also, what you didn't do was give her the plan and say, this is the plan. Let's yes. go. Right. Yeah. So there's a conversation. It was a there's conversation. a dialogue that and happens. And she brought a lot to it that I had that's thought a, of right. and now it felt like we are moving to LA instead of I'm taking my family to LA and I have her buy-in when you have your buy-in right. things go smoothly even if the the life is rough absolutely right. you know what I'm saying because y'all checks, doing it together we have yeah, been there before when we yeah. moved back to New York mm-hmm. see my, my issue with submission is it goes back to the root right now mm-hmm. we talked about this earlier in the green room that I, I've always had issues with religion mm-hmm. and I've, mm-hmm. o- I've always questioned things right yeah. so for me it was always about even as a young kid it was like Okay, we pray to the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's no women. Mm-hmm. When women are mm-hmm. the creators of life, right? Mm. So we don't pray to, to any women. We don't honor any women. We only pray the fathers. Then this idea that you cannot lead a household at all just because you're a woman, a woman, to me, just, just seems very antiquated and archaic. Mm. Because there are men who are better followers or direction takers than there are leaders. And yes. there are women who are better direction givers than they are followers. Right. So if you're a man, right, and we talk about a man who finds a wife finds a good thing. Yep. If you're a man who just takes direction better, you're telling me you're not deserving of a wife because you can't lead? Hmm. You see what I'm saying? And if you're yeah. a woman who is a better leader, you're telling me that you don't deserve a husband because you're not willing to submit? Yeah. There are great partnerships in the world where the woman takes the, the reins yeah. and the man follows. You think Stabin get follow- a lot of say-so? That's, that's a good, that's a good point. Stabin, shut up. Bro, I got the billion. That is a great point, <laughs> Do you got there the billion? You, go. you see what I'm saying? Walk them dogs. You see I'm not I'm saying Oprah's like that. But it is the but, truth. I mean, it's Oprah. You think, she, you know, in that Thank relationship you. dynamic, I Thank highly you. doubt he Tell her what to do. And to me, that's sure. the whole idea. And he's of, okay with that. Right. Yeah, we right. don't need to get he, married. They, they winning. They are winning. Seven don't Marks seem like he got them. a complaint in his Bro, life. That to me <laughs> is the whole idea behind submission. To me, just doesn't seem to make sense that automatically it's like. Well, I get married. I got to take the lead. Some dude's just like, I don't want to take the lead. My Bro. wife's a genius. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My wife's a genius. She's a Let planner. Me, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Right. She and then knows. Some, some women are, are just like, yo, I'm not listening to you, bro, but I love you. Right. I love that's you. That's just what it, I mean. But it's I'm also, not listening. It's also, too, knowing each other's strengths and weaknesses. 100%. Yeah. Yes. You have 100%. to know what you're capable of and when you need to digress. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, ta- tag me in, bro. This is right. what you're good at. Listen. Let's have a conversation about it and you take the lead. You yeah. and I are very I similar. Yeah. I defer to my wife. A whole lot. Yes. Because my my ego, I have a big ego. Just like you, you have a huge oh, ego. Oh, humongous. My ego is so big. My ego is so big that I know what I don't know. Yes. <laughs> and I know at certain times, she going to get me where I need to be. Yeah. So, Faster. fuck it. Okay, what we doing? Painlessly. What we, where we, what we doing? Where we going? Just handle that. And yes. let me do whatever it is that so I do So much of my well. career success is that. Like, what do you think? And then listening 
Yo. to what she thinks Yo. and then being cool with knowing what you don't know. That's it. And trusting somebody that, but you gotta, you, that starts with a place of trust. You trust yes. and value Kadeen's input. Yes. And, opinion. and therefore, yeah. her opinion carries weight. Like, Absolutely. That's one thing that we as men have to value. Like, man, this is the reason she's in my life is to help me and I value her opinion. Yes. Like, it's not one thing I didn't do a lot in my marriage. I would, or I was working on. Melissa would plant the first seed as a okay. good idea, but I wouldn't take it initially. Right. Because I felt like I needed to be the man mm-hmm. and I got to do my thing. So then somebody in my circle would echo her sentiment. Sometimes a man, a mm-hmm. lot of times a man. And then I'd be like, I'm going to do that. And then she started calling me on it like, bro, I've been told you that. Right. right and now right. You, you do it because this person said it or because you think it's your idea. Like, what about doing it when I suggested to you? Why is it? Why did somebody else have to echo that sentiment before? And I think that right. was some residual like I can't take advice from you and lead you. But now I threw all that out and like, yeah. bro, I'm going to just listen to you early and often because yeah. it hasn't got me, it hasn't steered me wrong yet. It comes with the trust. You're absolutely right. It comes with the trust. And I, I will say this, though, about what Fantasia said. Part of the problem with within the black community is that no one is willing to take that step back. For example, she said, mm-hmm. you got to let men be men. Let's think about when you're, when you're brought up as a woman, right? Oh, you're brought up as a woman to find a man who's alpha male. He's yeah, a yeah, conqueror. Yeah. He dominates. Yeah. He does this. He does that. Mm-hmm. So if you're chasing these type of men, the men who conquer, who dominate, who win, who do all this other stuff, but then in that relationship, you want to compete with him to who's the leader, that's going to be toxic. Absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah. you chase the type of man that now you want to compete with him. He's yeah. not going to let you beat him He's if he wants to back. conquer everything. Yep. Right. So somebody has to, at that point, decide who was going to fall back and let yes. them you know, be the leader. And I think I, there's a lot of truth to what she said there. Right. Because in our community, we're not taught this dynamic because marriage is not taught anymore. Yeah. Women are taught, you may have to take care of everything by yourself, so be prepared to do it and lead. Yep. And then men are taught, man, fuck these hoes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, you could do all this other stuff. So... There's no dynamic of marriage right. together, and I think it starts from from the youth. Did Absolutely. she say in her in her clip something about like being the neck that, that yes. stabilizes yes. the yes. man or something like? Yes. Yes. The man and is I had the heard, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And I'd heard that a long time ago before, and I think that's so, so true. Tiffany said it. Yes, shout out Tiffany Bone. Shout out Tiffany Bone. She's the one that said that. She's like, I'm like the neck of the, the family. Man is I support, the neck, and yeah, he could be the head, and yeah. he could stay up there, he could rotate and look um, around, but just know where it's centered at. Yeah, yeah. you know. Right. And I feel like, like for example, ask the Val where he's going in the next couple of days. What his know. travel itinerary looks like. Know. He don't know. <laughs> I have no clue because I made all the travel plans. <laughs> right, I hit up right. you know this one in Expedia, what hotel and flights. That's not what I do. But yeah. taking that taking that weight off of him. That's true, but yeah, I mean it's true. He can go ahead and be creative and produce content. Right. And he can bring these bags to the door. Do. Yes, <laughs> and I'll bring them in and spend them. Yeah. Right. And here we go. Oh yeah, you could spend them. You, you definitely could. But how did y'all get to that point? Because the, the biggest thing we like to do on dead ass is talk about the problem, talk about what we went through that problem. Mm-hmm. But how? What were the mechanisms? That got us to a place now where we can have this conversation openly, and it's different. It maybe may have been different for you guys, right. yeah, 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 and it was for us. And and Mel, I, I kind of want to hear your perspective because I like to hear women's perspective because I try to understand my wife yes. a lot more. You know what I'm saying? When Kev Help was me going with her. through, right? We in therapy, y'all. We in therapy, y'all. We are too. <laughs> when Kev was going through his stuff, what were you doing to try to find your place? One of the things that I think is so important is that we all recognize something that you were just talking about is that dynamics and nuance. Mm -hmm. And so instead of going into any relationship, whether it be your marriage or friendship or work environment, whatever, 
try to lay aside your preconceived notions, your assumptions of what it should look like, and okay. let it evolve based on, again, strengths, weaknesses, what you do best, what I do best. Like, let it evolve and become your own. I think a lot of times we have, this is what a wife should do. This okay. is what a husband mm-hmm. should yeah. do. Mm-hmm. And yeah. maybe, like you said, I'm actually not the um, travel planner in our relationship. Kevin is. He does okay. all mm-hmm. the travel planning. And I know. That's so, a perfect example you said that. Yes. Because now if I talk to Kevin, I'm like, no, nah, let your wife do that because she's your wife. Right. She's supposed to plan. Exactly. <laughs> I see and what you're saying. I'm saying. And meanwhile, this is, number one, he that's loves he it. Uh-huh. And, and I, I enjoy it, yeah. too. And I'm trying High to put five. us in the in the nice spot. There you go. <laughs> she and like, I'm, I'll be Fairfield. That's me. Yo, Mel. That's me. For work, I get it. Uh, right. <laughs> for a quick overnight, one, two day. Yeah. But not vacation, vacation. In our family, I'm the balance book person. So I'm looking at That's the him. final numbers. That's Let's him. look at the, know, how much it's going to go. This was one of the ones for our relationship. In my circle, every man told me, you got to be the one to pay the bills and do the finances. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't my strength. Right. So I was trying to do it just so, to appease them. And I'm for, mostly was just forgetting. And it right. ain't really my thing. Like, I grew up, I'm trying to spend this back. When they going to get me, I'm trying to spend it. So I remember a deacon, like, somewhere in our marriage, Melissa was like, I think I should take over. And I was just like, I think it's best. She's more of a saver. She's more conservative. She's more administrative. And she was better with the money than I was. She had right. more of a vision. So I was cool with that. And I remember I told a deacon in our church, and he was like, you can't be the man in your house then. Like, I absolutely can. <laughs> right. I'm still going to work. I'm putting the money into the joint account. What works for our relationship right. works. So part of it was me being like, bro, if that's not y'all, all of y'all, if that works for right. all y'all, that don't It'll mean work it works for me. for me. For my family, this, and plus all that stuff ain't nobody's business. That's anyway, true. That's so true. So y'all don't need true. to know that who pays true. the bills. Very I put true. the money in there, she sends it out or sets it up on auto right. pay or whatever the case is. And we is. good. And, and, and we I good. think that's what we have to do is have those type of like conversations, put aside everything that you think it should be mm-hmm. and have an honest dialogue with between you and your spouse and decide what works for us. Otherwise, you will be in a relationship struggling. Try to meet a standard that was never designed with you in mind. Mm. Whole entire word. My snaps don't be that. I don't know I how she gets so much up. volume on her. She got long she got, fingers. Maybe it's she long, got long fingers. Yeah, it's so loud. OMG. I bet. So I got a question for y'all. What do y'all think of the top three things people need to know after they say the vows, the things they can work on in their marriage. I'm going to go first because I know what you might say. Um, Don't take is, the idea. Yes. And yeah. that's why I'm like, let me say it first. <laughs> um, this is actually our, our number one piece of marriage advice that we give to every single person every single time we're asked. We're about to get married. Do you have any advice for us? Mm-hmm. Um, expect nothing to stay the same and expect everything to change. Mm. Expect nothing to stay the same mm-hmm. and expect everything to change because that's you true grow and evolve and actually someone said it to us this way just the other day mm-hmm. who i married mm-hmm. is not who i'll end up with uh yeah oh Yikes. yeah oh yeah that's a scary thing oh yeah mm-hmm. and y'all got married that's at 21 exactly 21 and 20 and so when i think about the evolution kev gives us this example all the time we got married at 20 and 21 he didn't like high, uh, spicy food today he does we got married at 20 and 21. I didn't like avocados. Now I love avocados. Guacamole, give it all to me. Right. All of those things are 
evolving and right. changing. Yeah, those are and microcosms so, of yes, your relationship. Yes. Yeah. And so to expect this person to be exactly who I married on the day I said I do 15 years later is unrealistic. And I think that I would be that a to disservice yeah. too. Yeah. I like, did that to you though. Remember? I would want you to grow. It robs yes. you of I your growth. I would yeah. hope that you weren't the but same we, person. We, do. At we hold people hostage to that because we don't want them to grow and evolve together. Or what's worse is we marry someone and expect them to change. Mm-hmm. And they don't. Now women yeah. do that a lot i will i will yeah. say this i've heard from a lot of, i've heard from a lot of women they send me email, dms and emails and mm-hmm. their biggest thing is i married him hoping that i could make him who i wanted exactly. yeah. i never hear i hear men saying the opposite i married her yep. now she totally Change. different yeah. which is funny yeah because we go into marriage with two different things yep. true. i said this to Kay, and that's why i touched her shoulder mm-hmm. we had this argument I think it was about three weeks ago. And I was just like, man, you are not the same person that I married. And she was just like, I'm not going to be. And neither are you. And I was just like, damn, you're right. You're right. <laughs> so many times when Melissa says, neither are you, I'll be like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I have changed as well. <laughs> right. And a lot of times that's, so So one of the things Melissa liked about me when we were dating and, and engaged is my work ethic. Mm-hmm. But at that time, my work ethic, Ethic was in regards to working for someone else. Mm-hmm. Right. I went to Burger King when we first met. I worked, rode my bike, worked, never missed mm-hmm. a day of work. Then um, I worked at a daycare and a bank. And she's like, yes, because her dad was in the army. He never missed work, all that type right. of stuff. What she wasn't expecting is that I was always ambitious. And before I met her, I had my own, even at like 10, I sold candy. Mm-hmm. I used to buy candy on base and resell it at a higher value in my school oh, off you base. Was, you was ghost. I, bro, <laughs> candy, I was ghost. Candy industry. <laughs> I, so I was ghost. And then I uh, had a lawnmower business. So I always was like, I'm not going to work for the man forever. But I never told her that. Kev St. Patrick. <laughs> yeah, for real. For real. So once I got fired from my job, the stable job, she was expecting me to keep that same and go to another bank, go right. back to Bank of America, whatever. Mm-hmm. Then I was just kind of like, I think I want to do stand up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a sign this from is God. A sign. She's like, no, no, God said go back to <laughs> nine to five, right? And I was like, I Loki, heard him yeah, he's telling us different stuff. So now she has to be used to a person who's not gonna go work that regular nine to five because I did it again at Boeing and I was gonna get fired again. It was just a matter of time because I'm <laughs> like, girl. Were this you self-sabotaging? Absolutely. 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 Oh, gosh. Nobody get fired that often. With that type of work ethic, <laughs> nobody with that type of work ethic gets fired that Absolutely. many times. Melissa, you didn't so see true. the pattern. I didn't. And that's why I'm pointing at him like, how in the world did I miss <laughs> that? Bro, I, I see. I got, I got I got family who does right. that. I'm not going to shout them out. Oh but I have God. family who are brilliant. Right. And I'm like, you can't keep a job. Right. You got 80 degrees. Yes. You fully mm-hmm. functioning a healthy adult. You can't keep a job. Because you don't want to do that. Like, I never really wanted to do that. I just didn't see no option. And once I saw stand-up, I'm like, oh, here's my thing. And That's now that thing. ambition was like, she gets to see ambitious version of me. And now that awoken the ambitious version of her. Right. Because she used to be 9 to 5 McGee. Right. I'm going to just do that. Now she's like, oh, I got to do the conference. And I got the book club. And I got this book yeah. I want to write. Yeah. And these events. And now, we, you know, our dynamic is changing. And now, to be honest, now I got to deal with a different her. So at first in our relationship, she stayed at home and worked. I traveled to stand-up when I came home. We cuddled. We hang right. out. Now, she started a YouTube page a couple years ago with her homegirl. Now, they're making YouTube videos. I come home. She can't even pick it up from the airport. Like, oh, you uh, can Uber. 
Oh, I already know. I already know how that feel. That shit hurt, don't it? That shit shit hurt. So I turn into the woman in the bedroom. You talking about your life. I'm in the bedroom like, oh, so you could just hang out with her all night, and now when I come home, I love you, but you're looking up. No, stay out there with her. Hang out with your friends. Play a little stupid game. And then when I come back, you better be happy with me. I'm like, hold on. I sound like the black woman in the relationship. Yo, that's me, bro. That's me in the house with the kids. She walk in. She walk in. My clothes is a mess. I got a head tie on. I got my arms crossed. She got a scarf. On, and like, they're like, what? They're like, mommy, where were you? She was out gallivanting with her friends. She was out. I'm always gallivanting. gallivanting. Like, friends. Yeah. My, my little one repeats everything. So Kyra will be like, mommy, no gallivanting. <laughs> and she's like, you can't tell the, the boys that. And I'm like, it would be nice if yeah. you home at times. That's hilarious. And that's why I love you. You keep it a thousand. I remember when Kay that's got the um, makeup job. And you were like happy for her, and then you was just like, God damn, yo, this is what you was doing when that I was, was out. For, it's Bruno, yes. Yes. it's Bruno. I was gone for an entire month. I'm like, losing it, losing it, losing it. Oh my gosh! You should have did another it. video about being at home with the kids because that first one went viral and it was just two. Now you had three for had, a month. I had three and I was by myself. Man. Oh man, I was loose. She would come in the house, I would just be mad. She, she would come in the house, she'd be like, Hey, babe, how'd it go? I was like. <laughs> Don't hate baby me and you ain't getting nothing tonight. Oh, like, wait, what? They, that was the one time when she would come in, I'd be like, I'm tired. <laughs> and I have a headache. And he got a headache too. And I'm bloated. <laughs> So don't, don't touch me. Don't touch me. Pretty much. Pretty much. That's so great. And then I'd be low-key like, thank God. I'm going to sleep. Let us both go to sleep. Hallelujah. We're going to sleep. Both great. of us. I was going through a lot that time. Don't judge me. Uh, don't judge me. I was going through a lot that time. Oh, God. So let's get through three. Guess what's the All second right. thing you could give us? That you, you I think the, uh, on top of what Melissa said, and you're absolutely right. You took what I was going to say. <laughs> I think the most important thing we learned outside of that is to make your relationship your own. Mm-hmm. Our early, especially my early missteps, I was mm-hmm. I was doing marriage enrichment at church, listen to my pastor, listen to the deacons and all mm-hmm. that stuff. But then I applied, I try to apply directly what they said directly to my wife. But my pastor was speaking from yeah. his point of view with his wife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my wife, uh, his wife was a uh, uh, gifts was her love language. This is before we read the acts of, uh, I mean, the five, five love languages. languages. Mm-hmm. So he's like, you know, you give her a giving, you get the drugs. Amen. You get the giving and the drugs. Amen. You feel me? <laughs> so I'm like, okay, so I'm giving my wife gifts and I'm not getting the drugs. <laughs> so you so mad like, Give me the gift back. <laughs> he said this was going to work. Both of y'all made me mad. Good thing I kept my receipt. <laughs> right. So then I realized that I was trying to speak his wife's love language to my wife. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn her love language and what mm-hmm. moved her and then the same thing with the deacon I was trying to do his financial plan because that's what he did and then I realized man let me just throw all that out I'll mm-hmm. take this information in and then see what works for me and Melissa and once we decided or I decided for myself uh, I'm going to do what works for us and not worry about what other people think and we always what are people going to say and all that none right. of that stuff matters mm-hmm. right. all we are responsible for is making this one relationship work and 100%. when we threw out everybody else's visions and thoughts and what they worked and their expectations and threw all that out mm-hmm. and just was like let's see what works for us let's try some things out then things started to go smoothly and that, that. that that made so much difference in our in our marriage i feel I like that's that. like a concurring theme whenever we speak to you know married, married couples, couples. Uh-huh. yeah it's like a not judging other people's situations yes. right. and doing what works for you. That's what we've been hearing a lot lately when it yeah. comes to like that. How about legacy building with the kids? Let's ra- round out this third topic. Hold up, anything- hold up. We can't just round out. Let you stop. What? <laughs> People want to know about married sex. 
Yes. And you guys talk about your love life. It's called the yes. love hour. Yes. Right? Well, my bad. Sorry. No, you be trying Three to skip A. sex all the time. <laughs> all right? You're not going to do that to me today. You just saw, you heard Kev talk about uh, giving honey. gifts and getting the drawers. <laughs> giving gifts and getting the drawers. I can rock with that. I can rock with the gifts. How do you guys keep your love life together? Because you both travel a lot. Man. You got two kids. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you do it? Because you know we talk funny. about it. Talk mm-hmm. about it. It, it has evolved mm-hmm. over our marriage. Like, there was pre-kid sex, mm-hmm. or both getting to know each other. There's post-one-kid sex, mm-hmm. which is totally different. Mm-hmm. Sex with a newborn is just like, bro, I mean, you take what you can get. <laughs> take, no, I know. It was like, I know. It's, it's, it's third and 15, you got to check down. I got, it's just, I got the fullback <laughs> in the flat. We just got to get, it's a field position. Right? <laughs> right. We're hoping for a turnover. Like, listen, man, I, we they, they covered everything deep. Uh, yeah. So there's a couple years of take your, or t- a couple of uh, instances Absolutely. of take what you can get. Mm-hmm. And then the kids start growing up. And then there's, as your body evolves, what you change. Because we had the added, uh, pressure of Melissa was growing up in the she grew up in the purity movement so mm-hmm. in order to remain a virgin everything was bad sex was bad this is bad this is bad this is bad and then when you get married it's like okay have sex have, fun. have as much fun as you want mm-hmm. and then but all those thoughts are still so, you know what remnant. I never thought about that mm-hmm. yeah that that is so true all that advice that was valuable the moment you say I do it's not only invaluable it's now harmful, harmful advice it now no. counteracts everything about being free. Like, you can't just flip that switch about freedom. Right. I've never up. So there, there's like a learning curve at this there's point. There's a whole 100%. new learning curve. Because you're not allowed to learn about yourself during that time. Don't do, don't even touch it. Right. Don't look at it. Don't look in the mirror. Mm. Let a doctor touch it. You don't tickle yourself down there. You play with yourself. <laughs> and now be free with your husband. And, and it, oh, it's cool now. Like, right. bro, I got so no So meanwhile, experience. you can't touch yourself. Now you got that somebody else touching you. And it's but, just like, what are we doing? But hold, yeah. On. Yeah. but hold on. This is an issue that I've never thought about, right? We teach our daughters about purity, mm-hmm. right? And don't do nothing down there. Don't explore. Don't do nothing, right? But boys, just go out and sow your wild oats. So you out there having all of this freaky fun, yep. and then you find a wife, and you want your wife to just be able to have all this freaky fun that she's never had because mm-hmm. if she was trying to be pure, mm-hmm. how do those two people meet in the bedroom and find joy in what they're doing? I never thought about this that. This is That's our life. Whole discussion I've process. never thought about this that. This was our Adventurers Down Under. Yes. yes. This is oh, that's a, a that's whole a Yeah, it was. You thing. Wanna, was good. We see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> How do we do that, Melissa? Um, number one, it's been an ever-evolving process for me. It's the reason, honestly, we started The Love Hour, because that's quite literally my story. Um, but for me, what I have done, number one, is that I have edu- retrained and educated myself on what it means to be a sexual being mm-hmm. and recognizing that God created me this way. I know I'm real churchy, but God created me good. this no, way and he um, designed me this way and it was purpose by design. That's not a mistake. Okay. I can own the fact that I am a sexual being. And then I had to recognize that I was brainwashed is the term that I use. And I use uh, mm. brainwashing because I say mm. that brainwashing is being confronted with the truth and still holding on to the lie. Okay. So the fact I that you. I know better today about my sexuality, I'm more in tune with my body, I'm a married woman, all of those things, but I still struggle with those old thoughts of the purity movement, that residue, that shame, that guilt, that right. body shaming that I learned from there. I still struggle with today, 15 years into my relationship. That's brainwashing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so trying to undo those thoughts in my mind, it's ever evolving, but I'm always educating myself and evaluating what do I think about, we just had this conversation earlier what do i think about this topic what is topic? it uh-huh what topic 
We were talking about <laughs> masturbation. <laughs> uh, and so that my is important. The, yeah, it is. and so I go down where I'm teaching myself to ask myself these three questions. Is there a biblical truth about this? Does the Bible speak on this? Because I'm a Christian. I want to follow the Bible. Mm. Okay. So does the Bible speak on this? Yes or no? Let's mm. say the answer is no. Do I have a personal conviction about this? Yes or no? Do I have a personal preference with this? Mm. Once mm. I go through all of those mm. questions, I have checked off the things that are important to me. What does God say about it? What do I say about it? And do I even want to do, do it? it? Right. There you go. Go through that and then forget all the rest of y'all. Yes. Oh, I don't need Mind all y'all. Business. I don't need all these other opinions in the church world. We often say that um, uh, we bring in other people into our bedroom when it's porn. Well, I just would like to submit to you on today that when you get the opinions (laughs) of other folks, you are allowing those opinions into your, you're bringing other people into your bedroom. Again, submission Mm. to me, one mission. You and I, let's talk about what you're comfortable with. Let's talk about your red light, your green light, your yellow light, what you want to do. Let me talk about what mine are, and let's come to an agreement on what we are going to do together. I don't care, Nan, nothing about with all of these other folks. Because the other day, I had a yellow light for a couple years, and then it became a red light with something he did to me. And I was like, it's a red light now. (laughs) Right. All right. That's talk about changing and evolving. It just changed. And I was like, what you mean it's red now? (laughs) I was like, well, it was, it was you, always kind of yellowish. Yes. Like a delayed yeah, yellow. Yeah, a delayed, delayed yellow. yellow. <laughs> a delayed yellow. That was a long yellow. And now nah. that bitch is red. red. <laughs> so don't do that no more. Red and wall. I think, And the thing about that, DeVal has to honor that because if he doesn't, you lose trust, trust. in your relationship. Yeah, we and if you lose that. trust, then I can, now the stuff that was green is now yellow. Mm-hmm. There you go. And, yeah. then, and then everything that <laughs> was yellow, the short yellow red. is long yellow. Back, you know what I mean? <laughs> everything. And you got to really just understand that... Um, what matters to you to all is all that matters. And it's, I love that something that was yellow is now red. And something that's yellow could also be a green. Right. And Very it's ever changed. And that's why you have, we use this analogy. Uh, you guys have iPhones. God, look, yeah. God's mm-hmm. blessed you. So when you're using an iPhone, that's a, it's a lot like marriage. churchy, Kev. Right? Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so when you have an iPhone, you get updates throughout mm-hmm. the year. 10.0 mm-hmm. to 10.1. And then they tell you, okay, these things are changing. This is how you do this. Okay, cool. Got it. It's going to take a little time to get used to that. Uh-huh. And then sometimes it goes from 10 to 11. And mm-hmm. it's a huge update. Right. And in your marriage, you right. are always learning about that update. So what used to be cool ain't cool no more. Mm-hmm. The right. way I used to feel about you, I don't feel that way about more. The way I used to feel, the one that was crazy, Melissa had a change in herself. She was saying she used to be very vocal and, and, and this and that. And then when she got married, she felt like she had to submit and she didn't know how to do that. So she just muted herself down. Mm-hmm. And then la- late last year, she decided, I'm about to get back to the old me where I feel, you know, I feel confident to stand up for what I believe. Yeah, I saw her when she was yeah. talking about Beyonce. Yeah, she yeah. loved Beyonce. Oh, my God. We love Beyonce. In your vows, in your vows you got to write that you love me and Kev <laughs> as much as y'all love Beyonce. <laughs> and I'm cool with that. That's it. Done. Now, mind you, she was ridiculous in the thought. <laughs> She said Beyonce's a bigger corporation than Disney. Disney. I know. And then she came back like, I was tripping. I was mad tripping. when she did that in herself, that now affected me. Because she had let my ego, like she let me get away with saying stuff to her that bothered her. And and she wouldn't check me on it. Now she's checking me left and right. And I'm like, okay, listen, I get this is the new you. But is there a nicer way you can say that? Because first of all, respect me. Bro, let me me tell you something. Sometimes I had had to kind of stand up and be like, you see this beard, right? I will shave this beard off tomorrow if you don't watch your tone. You about to stand up? I I was about to stand up. Because when they go through that, when they go through that, you know, I'm a woman now, I'm going to speak up. 
So and I told her, I said, listen, baby, sometimes you know you speak to me like I'm a boy down. Yes. And I'm I'm not gonna take too it was kindly a to that. Inflection in you know? my tone. And men, we, we, we desire respect sometimes more than love. Yes. Yes. And they'd be like, okay, first of all, don't disrespect me. And I'm cool with your changes. Me too. I'm cool with the changes. <laughs> I, me, I, but don't disrespect me. We roll with thing. the punches. You yes. do. Yeah. You do. Yeah. So I, I think that was an important thing uh, for us. And it's <laughs> people assume that at this point in our marriage, it's coasting. Of course. Man, we of course. Are, I put in the, the, over the last six, seven months with this big change, I feel like I'm working much harder on yeah. loving this version of, of her. her. Yeah. As a married person, you're responsible for lo- loving the current version of your spouse at all times. That's the vow. Knowing that's the them, vow. That's the vow. Knowing them, watching their changes, their their ups, their downs, their changes, and I got to learn to have... That's the vow, bro. Yes. Sickness and health, rich or yes. poor, through all the changes, loving mm-hmm. you Every, regardless. That's the mm-hmm. vow. Yes. That's, and that's the vow. Some of these versions are tough. Like, bro. Yes. This new version of I'll say what I want, like, and everybody sees it. it's her in, in her interactions with everyone, not just me. Yeah. So I've got to learn. And some changes are sometimes yeah. your out your phone changes. It's like, man, I don't yeah. know where nothing is. And you'd be looking at the same person and be like, bro, oh I don't even gosh. recognize you. Like That's this a great analogy. It's no, it is so a great analogy. Tough. And it's good to have this conversation with other married people who've been married a long time because when you're married, sometimes you feel like I'm the only married person person going through this yeah. you know you feel like you're the only married couple and you're like what's wrong with my marriage where right. I feel like it's such hard work and I hear people say all the time love shouldn't be that much hard work Bruh, that's, that's a the damn lie listen how much love you love your hurt. kids and how much work that is I know to wipe their butt wipe their pee feed them wake in the middle of life that's love and, and that unconditional requires, love and unconditional yeah. love and your kids can't do nothing, nothing. for you yeah. at least my wife can do stuff she's right. fun we can, play, <laughs> right. we can go to the movie the kids right. and their babies they, they can't do nothing no value to your life and I feel like like that's what people misunderstand. They feel like the longer y'all get, the, the easier it should be. And actually for us, it's been the inverse. Mm. Early in our marriage, we didn't know anything. We yeah. was like, this is cool. But as we start evolving, because the thing is, people get married at 35, they're more developed. Yes. They know who they, they are, they things are. like yes. that. They might not be making as many big changes. Yes. You're right. 21 and 20. There's a lot. We hadn't even had no kids yet. We didn't. Re- and, and the thing is crazy. Like Man. when you have a kid, you expect a change. But when you have an internal change that you don't see coming, so this last update of Melissa, she, you know, at least with your iPhone, you get the, hey, we're going to be making some changes. Here's what you can expect. She didn't even tell me about this. I'm like, man, this, she been tripping lately? (laughs) I'm just talking to myself like, bro, does it feel like she been tripping lately? (laughs) So it took us months for her to even explain to me what she was going through. And now I'm like, oh, okay, now things start to make sense. Because it's not as easy as sending the email. Sometimes you're not even aware of how that looks outside of you mm-hmm. when you're making that change. You don't even Bro, see it all the time. You, you know, know what I've discovered, my bad, but you know what I've discovered through this conversation? What? And it's kind of, this is running into our listener letters, but I really don't care because the conversation is so good. <laughs> but um, as women, right, we always tell our women from young that you always have to conform to the man you're going to be with, right? Yep. So in so many ways, you have to suppress who you are. Then there comes an awakening at some point in the marriage mm-hmm. where it's like, I'm not doing that anymore. Mm-hmm. And so many marriages struggle yeah, because you're, you've been trying to suppress who you really want to be yes. and you want to suppress who you want to be so that I can love you. And then finally, when you say, I'm not doing this no more and you become your natural self, now we as men have to readjust to who you really want to oh, be. Yo, that happens has been an awakening in the, the force. Yo, have you felt it? I, yeah, listening to you, no, real talk, listening to you, that reminds me of us. Yeah. Reminds, there was a point where she was like, I'm going to do this and do this and do that with my, my career. I don't want to act. You know, I'm going to be a wife. And then she was just like, but I love performance. I love acting. Mm-hmm. And then for me, I was just I'm like, like, I don't want to 
can't just stay at home with the kids. Right. right. And I was just like, well, I didn't I didn't sign up for that. I told you from the beginning that I wanted to he be an t- actor. Yep. Yeah. I told you, I told you I wanted to be a sex symbol. I told you I wanted to do this. So <laughs> I told said, her. He literally I literally said told that. her, I said, Kay, if you're gonna marry me, understand yep. that I want to be bigger than Will Smith. Yeah. So I want to do every, I want to mm. save the world from alien invasions. <laughs> I want to be I, I want to do he all of that. He wants to run through the streets with, with his my shirt off, screaming slow no motion. Did you put your put ass down? She knows. That's my know. thing. She knows. So I told her that. But we as men were allowed to be free yeah. and tell our wives what we wanted to do. This is what I want to do. Yeah. For her, I was like, okay, babe, I'll just do whatever it is you need me. Now so she's like, no. She like, I was no. gonna say that that's my of the house. Yes, I was actually gonna say that would be because number three. three. I would say yeah. number three. Don't sacrifice yourself for the um for your spouse. Don't yes. sacrifice and yes. lose yourself for the uplifting for your spouse. Is maybe yeah. a better way to say mm-hmm. it. Don't mute yourself. I call it taking up all of your space forever. I didn't take up all of the space that is Melissa. Wow. Mm-hmm. I was shrinking, trying to ensure that he was okay. He was okay. Wow. And yep. one day, your knees start hurting. Because yep. I'm tired of shrinking. I, you don't have Megan, Megan Listen, the Stallion knees forever. Listen, I was just going to say that. I, I be every day, Jesus, please give me this woman's knees. Jesus, She ain't going to have forever. Her knees is popping. 34 year old Megan the Stallion going to be there. Hey, I, I ain't used to do that. Hey, man, they done put me out of faster. You want that old twerk? Watch them old videos. Man. These knees do not hold up like that. But, no. you know, I have a couple friends who are single in their 30s, right? Mm-hmm. And they find it very difficult to now find someone, you yep. know, the dating scene and whatnot, whereas couples who are, are you know, are younger in their 20s, they're dating and they're doing well and they're on yeah. their path. And it's a struggle because I think you said by 35, you're already yeah. set in your ways yep. and it's harder to find somebody when you're set in your ways because there's not that yeah. willingness to kind of bend. Do I really yeah. want to be that malleable anymore? Yeah. Like, I don't even yeah. know if I want to make that much change. That's why there's pros no. and cons. I mean, I feel like when you're young, the beautiful thing about being young and married is that you get to grow and evolve Together. together that's what we went through yeah, yeah. we us too you know we yeah. do have very similar stories as yeah. we're talking yeah. more mm-hmm. but you're right as you get in your um the older you get the more established yeah. you become right. um, or it tainted could be, or, or jaded or jaded like, yeah yes. old so relationships true. and mm-hmm. stuff yes. so I wouldn't want to be on the dating scene right now man that is the worst so. nightmare I am not dating I'm nobody not but I will tell you this though one thing I have learned also from listening to you guys today about the whole um the sexuality thing and women being allowed to embrace their sexuality, I think it will be easier for a woman to be a wife if she's embraced her sexuality earlier yeah. and then be willing to give into her husband as opposed to being shamed her whole life and now I got to openly give myself. I think now in this day and age, it would be easier for men and women to agree in that aspect of marriage. But in other aspects, it seems a lot harder because mm-hmm. it, you know women, women are not the scene, seen as the same way as they were when we were growing up. Right. It was always like you were an accessory to a man. Yep. And that's no not more. the case. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And we my take up our space. Exactly. <laughs> hey, y'all take space. up a lot of space. I don't got no room in my closet. Yeah. I, got two, I got two hangers. She got, I don't even have my clothes in our room. <laughs> Melissa took up you so much of this space, closet? man. Yeah. I got to go in the other in room, the room. Yep. piece of that closet. She got multiple closets. Our bedroom, the living room closet, yeah. the back room office closet, man. For different seasons. Y'all the seasons. same person. Yes. Bro. Y'all the seasons. same person. Just we need a we need to house. hang out more. That you go. We outgrown. There you go. Oh, my God. So we have to come. I mean, y'all can keep coming back and keep coming right. back. Because we, we got different topics. Uh, uh, pull yes. up. Pull We're up. talking vows and marriage today. We can talk kids another day. Yep. Yes. You know, we can we, talk we the industry. Today. The oh, absolutely. Industry. Being married in the industry. Yeah. We can talk about that. It's 
All right. Will you guys stick around and listen to these? Of course. Let's see, because they'd be like, here, our two cents. Now we got two, four, six. We got eight cents today. We got eight. Come out. So when it was just us two, it was two cents. But now it's four, it's eight cents. Explain <laughs> to me how that works. Inflation, man. Explain to me how that works. We got mad cents. <laughs> There's just mad cents over we'll, here, y'all. We'll be back with these cents after these ads. This for the record. There it is. A win for the ages. Tiger Woods is one of our most awe-inspiring sports icons. And his story, it comes with many chapters. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior. But here it is. The return to glory. This is All-American, a new series from Stitcher, hosted by me, Jordan Bell. You realize Tiger Woods doesn't know who he is. Best in the history of golf. No question in my mind. And this season, with the help of journalist Albert Chen, we're asking. What if the story of Tiger Woods that the media has been telling, what if it's been completely wrong? All-American Tiger is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app. All right, y'all. So, okay, Melissa, people mm. write in all the time asking us all sorts of things. Okay. So we pull listener letters, which happens to be one of uh, my favorite parts of the show. I know Valerie knows too. Because <laughs> I'm nosy. I'm nosy. <laughs> I want to know what's going on out there. So um, if y'all don't mind, we're going to sure. read some listener letters. Yes, and see, what you, see what advice we can give these folk out here. All right? Absolutely. So the first one is, I'm in a long-term committed relationship of seven years. We have two children. Both of us have great careers and are very family-oriented. Within the last six to seven months of our relationship, our sex life has declined. And that was in bold. Declined. I take into consideration that his job is very strenuous and he works long hours at an oil refinery operator. I've brought the issue up on multiple occasions. I've even asked, is it me or something that I'm doing that's not turning you on? He says, no, I'm just tired. But sex twice a month is really pushing it. Mm. Yikes. Mm. Nothing has changed in any other area of our relationship, so I don't think it's anyone else. I've never cheated. My main concern is if I decide to cheat, I think it will be emotionally attached or I will be emotionally attached because it's something I'm not getting from home. To cheat or not to cheat is the question. <laughs> These are the type of questions we get. To Ooh. cheat Ellis's, or not to Millennial cheat. married Ellis's. Should, we, should, I cheat, should I cheat on this nigga or what? <laughs> <laughs> like, like somebody really going to be like, yeah, girl. You should go go get it. you some. Go for it. I, I just have a couple of questions. First thing, I wonder how old they are. Yeah. If his sex life, it's his sex, you know, could be declining. Mm-hmm. His yeah. drive, his sex drive could be yeah. declining. Is Long-term he healthy? Yeah. He works in an oil children. refinery. There's a lot yeah. of things and factors that could affect mm-hmm. a man's sex drive. Is is she still attractive? Is she taking care of herself? Mm-hmm. Like these things affect your sex life. When yeah, both yeah, of them, yeah. he not working out. He in the oil refinery. He tired. She not working out. Like they don't. You know, like right. I mean, I would never advise anybody to just go out there and cheat. I would <laughs> no, either. no, I don't think. I... <laughs> yeah, you know what? Cheat on him. <laughs> cheat on that man. Cheat multiple times. He had work anyway. <laughs> you right. refine your own life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no. you know what I'm saying? Re- refine your own oil. Yeah, you go. <laughs> refine your own oil. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Um, I totally agree with you, Deval. I feel like um, it it could be something as simple as work mm-hmm. and how you feel about yourself. It could be like a dis. It could be a dislike of your job. It could be a dislike of where your life is, and that could make you feel undesirable to her. Yes. There's a lot of different factors that it's difficult to gauge which is the one. And a lot of times, it's not just one 
concrete things. things. And sometimes people don't even know what the, you know, the mitigating factors are for themselves. Yeah. So he might not even be able to point to it, you know. And sometimes, like you said, hey, one of our boys, um, Tony Baker, early in marriage, he was high desire. Mm-hmm. Later in life, he like he was single for a while. He's like, nah, I don't really be needing it mm-hmm. like that, you know. So there is the evolution of biology and changing, and men go through that. I don't think, and I don't men think women that. realize that sometimes yeah. the desire is not you. Sometimes he's just going through something. Yeah, but we're not expecting you. You've to yet to go through anything. I'm gonna agree with you. With <laughs> well, Kev, you see the beard, right? <laughs> As the beard grows, so do other things. You wanted the beard, you gotta take what comes with it. Oh, okay, yeah, touche. You know, I can't imagine myself personally feeling like that. But also, I don't know myself in ten years. True, you don't know what you. I can't imagine my life now. And this is what I was dreaming for. And right. now that it's coming to right. fruition, I still can't believe it. You never know. So it's it's tough to say. Um, but sex twice a month, I think it's a uh, a conversation where a lot of times people don't share explicitly how that makes me feel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When we don't have sex, I don't feel connected to you. Mm-hmm. When I don't feel connected to you, it makes my mind start to wonder yeah. about us, about my desirability to you. It makes my mind wonder to other Those things. Yeah. And, I, and I don't want to feel that way. Yeah. So, And maybe your spouse doesn't even realize mm. that it's having that effect We've on you. We've had that conversation to Val and I, actually, yeah. where he felt like he wasn't getting it enough at whatever time. And he has said, yo, I'm... Thinking about other people, like I am. I my straight eyes told her. I told Melissa I that. rejection, told me that. getting rejection yeah. straight, from your wife. Like, straight, and I'm gonna tell you, I told Melissa this straight up early in our marriage, and I probably wouldn't word it this way ever again. But I'm like, look, oh. man, I don't get to have sex with nobody else. You're not giving it to me, and these girls at the bank, they they looking at your boy. <laughs> So Kev, I'm t- I Kev, gotta go to work tomorrow. Are we living a parallel let me, universe? Kev, let me explain something to you, bro. Let me explain something to you. Did y'all see my eyes get wide? I told, I told Kay, I said, listen, man, I'm a professional athlete. I want to have I'm sex with you. And you're going to tell me I'm no. Right. And I got to go out here and these chicks know who I am. I walk around the mall. You just want me to tell them no? Yeah. Come home and hear no from you? And he like, was in the league. Really? I'm like, I was really? Just, I was just working at the bank. Right. You know, like, I can't imagine But I, I understand where you're coming yeah. from. Because to us as men, it feel like it's not fair. Yeah, it just feels like I'm it's trying not, to be faithful, I'm trying. and you're not even you're not yeah. even helping me. You out here, you're you're making it harder. Right, you got to make it easier. I mean, again, I wouldn't word it that way. Me neither. But I there's a truth to I that honesty right. of like. There listen, was the brutal. Yeah, I'm, that they, hits you to the core. I'm yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. It definitely 100%. made me think like. On top of that, oh shit, y'all are both attractive <laughs> women. Yeah, you expect me to come home, look at you in all your fineness. <laughs> Let me and tell you just, what. <laughs> Melissa does this thing. We take a shower almost every night. She uh-huh. don't like going to bed to sleep, right? Melissa does this thing. I mean, shower, uh-huh. lotions, cream, smell good. Scoot up into me. <laughs> and then be like, and don't try nothing. Listen, don't, don't, <laughs> don't. Don't do that. Don't put me in that position. <laughs> right. You're soft. Right. Because we just right. want to cuddle. We just want to cuddle. I would love to cuddle. Afterwards, I wanna... I, all Listen, I want to do That's is what cuddle. I'm saying. But don't Listen, put me in. You're making me the bad guy. You can't do, do that. Do you see yourself? I, I, know. I know. You look I, amazing. I say to the guy, like, I, I just don't feel like being penetrated today. Yeah. I just want to cuddle. I just want to what? be close to you. I just want to be close. Listen, do you think the gazelle, you think the gazelle. <laughs> I don't want anything in my body. I just Hold want on. something next to my body. Yes. Hold on. Do you think the gazelle <laughs> runs up to the lion, cuddles up next to the lion and says, don't eat me. <laughs> I, I just feel like be being cuddled. alive today. You know, like, like, I don't feel like being eaten. That's, that's come, not my problem. No, it's a, the lion's going to be like, listen, listen right now. <laughs> you look delicious, Gazelle. You season. You got Lowry's. I don't know how they got Lowry's out in the jungle. Tenderized? That Gazelle done. That Gazelle, you and be I prancing around. to you. 
But I'm not. I'm just not wired like that. Oh, that's hilarious. But yeah, I feel like that. That comp. So Melissa, our ours was the flip side. Um, she was feeling like this was a huge thing for us this this past year, of vulnerability. So Mm -hmm. as my travel schedule intensified and hers did. What used to work for us as far as connection, now it's not working anymore. Because mm. if we're gone so much, she's like, when we have time together, our conversations can't be just surface level. Mm. We're going to have to get deeper and deeper because I'm not feeling a connection to you. And then it's making it hard to have mm-hmm. sex. So she's like, I feel like you're not sharing your feelings with me. And I told her one day, I said, man, I'm not sharing my feelings with myself. Mm-hmm. I don't even feel my feelings enough to express to you. I just compress them. Mm. Right. So in order for us to go to this next level of our marriage, I had to start being more honest like about what I'm afraid of. And she was like, I need you to tell me you're scared. I'm like, I don't want to tell you that because if I say it out loud, now I'm acknowledging it. Mm. If I yeah, acknowledge it, that true. means I might be true. afraid. Because if you're yeah, trying to go to the it. league, like mm-hmm. you know you might not make it or you're not making the team. If you say that, you, you just made it real. You can't say that. I, you're of right. course, it's a ridiculous dream. Like one of... Thousands of NCAA athletes actually make the NFL right. and less than that actually make the team. But everyone in that college got to at least believe that they're there. Right. So I have to now I got to really say that it makes it real. But I had to do that in order for us to feel connected mm-hmm. for the rest of our marriage. Because what was working from literally year one through 14 all of a sudden stops working. And that's when it's like, man, I really going to have to change something about my whole personality now. You know, that well, once again, another awakening. To help this young lady out, maybe she should try to get more in tune with him to find a connection another way. I was going to mm. suggest that. That's that, a great, you know, that intimacy, sexual intimacy, is often a barometer for how your relationship is doing as a, as whole. a whole. As a whole, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. When the I sex is it. down, it's often an indicator that other things are down as right. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, instead of um, always concentrating and focusing on sex, try to find where we can uh, connect outside connect. Yep. out of the bedroom. Yep. Find those yep. intimate That's connections outside yep. of the bedrooms and let that overflow and carry over into yeah. the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Because trying to force it just in the bedroom, no. it's going to feel forced. It's going to feel forced. It's going to feel forced. Yeah, reconnection and we hate is that. Very That's that's a good tip. That no pun intended. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the tip always causes problems. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Listener letter number two to Val. <laughs> My bad. I can't pass that up. I, I, I literally think we're in a parallel universe. Let me go. Oh, we are. <laughs> Let we know. are. It's a dimension version of, if we would have grew up in New York, <laughs> yes. this is us. Dead yes. ass. <laughs> Dead ass. Oh my gosh. All right. I'm a single mother who has had much trouble recently co-parenting with the father, so much so that the father has caused himself to lose visitation with our only child. Because of this, I believe our son is beginning to act out in undesirable ways. I've been advised to get him counseling, medication, etc., but he is only three and has been exposed to much trauma. Teachers and family are quick to give up on him or place a label on him, ADD, ADHD, etc. This has become overwhelming and I'm still trying to heal myself after escaping a domestically violent relationship. Wow. My question is, as a single black mother, what methods can I try to help my son to be the best and most exceptional self in order to develop better coping skills as there is no male role model in his life currently? Oh, this is the first thing. I have, I have a ton of history with this because I started a mentorship program in Brooklyn, and we've mentored over 500 boys. Wow. Black boys are the number one medicated mm. uh, children in mm. America. I did not know that. Yes. Especially in the public school system, if you're a white male, white female, even a black female, if you act out or have behavioral issues, you'll get a first, second, third chance. When it comes to black males, the first thing is medication. Wow. The second thing is arrest. 
Wow. They arrest kids, especially in New York. We've mm-hmm. seen they, they arrest kids at a higher rate, especially when you're a black male. Yeah. It's easy to label a black male because that puts them to from the school to prison pipeline. Yep. Once you get labeled as ADD, ADHD, or you have detention history, or you've been arrested, it's easier Makes to so put you sense. in jail later on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the first thing I'm going to tell you, mama, do not put that child on medication. He's three. Mm-hmm. Okay? Three seems if, a little if, young. If you look at Cairo, Cairo probably has ADD, ADHD. They would probably put him on medication if we weren't Absolutely. there to say, listen, I know my son. Yeah. Right. He's acting out because Advocate he sees the him. Cheerios. And he wants the Cheerios, yeah, yeah, not yeah. because there's something wrong. And because he's right. three. You know? And because he's three. He's three. Right. Like, you see what I'm saying? Three-year-old. What, yeah. what exactly are we expecting from, from a right. three-year-old? So true. Like, and and that's and this. This really comes close to my heart, man. Because we had a, a kid. Oh, I don't want to say his name, but uh, remember when we were training, and he had ADHD. He was on medication since he was young. He gets the prototype, and his grades were terrible. 65, 68 average, mm. and. He was like, you know, I want to be in prototype. I said, if you don't have an 80 average, you can't be in prototype. Prototype is how we do our sports performance training for football. Mm-hmm. He wanted to be on part of the football team. I said, you have to learn to focus. He's like, this is my medication. And I said, well, stop taking the medication for a little bit. See if that'll help you. He graduated with an wow. 80 plus average and is in college. Oh, wow. In college. He was on medication from the time he was young. His mom had completely given up. Coach DeVal, I don't know what to do. Right. All we did was give him discipline. Mm-hmm. You have yeah. to be here at a certain time. You have to be accountable and put him in a surrounding where all of his male his counterparts peers, yeah. all were striving for the same, same thing. Yeah. So since everybody had an 80 average, it was no longer okay to get 65. It wasn't right. cool no more. Right. It wasn't right. cool. Right, right, right. So yeah. now he's jumping on the program. Got that it. works yeah. with young black males. Mm-hmm. Put them in an environment where there are other young black males that look like them who are all working the same way. Because the last thing a child wants is to be singled out. Right. You know what I'm yep. saying? If no matter in, what you're doing, if we all messing up, then we all messing up. We all up. messing up. We all robbing people, then we all robbing people. Yeah. As cool. long as we're doing the same thing. It's cool. Because being different is not cool. Right. Not cool. Especially yeah. that young. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's just, it hurts me to hear this because um I don't know what happened with the dad, but as you guys know, having fathers are very important, especially for young black men. Yep. You know, the prison industrial system still very much exists. Yep. Yep. And it starts as young as our young boys. Labeling them them so that it's a lot easier to pass them through the system. Yep. All right now. Well, if you want to be featured as one of our listener letters, mm-hmm. email us at deadassadvice at gmail.com. Man, we had such Man, a good yo, we had a, I'm so time. glad we got to do we this. Because people hit us up too. Like, y'all had everybody else but the Valakadeen. Maybe they cool, but get the Valakadeen. I feel like Facts. y'all, it's like two parents. Like, I feel like y'all would like to yes. tell Y'all should play together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. We had a playing today. Oh and my we gosh. like each other. And <laughs> hey, y'all got two boys. Two boys. Yeah, y'all could probably be mentors to my three young Man. boys. Yeah. You know How old are your boys again? 13, 13 and 11. And 11, yeah. yeah. And then How old are y'all? Jackson's eight. Eight, three, and one and a half. Yeah. Eight, three, one and so they're young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. Oh my goodness. So you usually wrap up the episode with a moment of truth. Okay. You know, and the moment of truth is pretty much whatever you pull from this entire conversation. You know, it can be anything. Yes. It can be something simple. It can be something a little bit more complex. You know, do you have a moment of truth, babe? Uh, well, I'll start with our guests. Yeah. yeah, yeah so let's hear moments of truth. of truth for today. Man, I was thinking about a lot. 
Um, we covered a lot of topics. Such yeah. It can yeah. be silly. We it can be silly. Yeah, it can be, silly. It can be whatever. We go silly. silly. Okay, we'll go silly first. My moment of truth or my revelation is, child, we are the same. Yeah. <laughs> I know I've said this a gazillion times, but I literally feel like yes. we've lived parallel lives. Indeed. Yes. Um, again, just in different dimensions. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what was going mm-hmm. over, whatever was going on in New York, child, the same thing was happening in Tacoma, same Washington thing. at the exact same time. So the fact that our stories um, so mirror each other number one again it brings credence to you're not alone in yes this. that was gonna be my truth you're literally gonna say you're not alone I think that's so important you took two that's my same one she started singing it I was gonna sing it nobody's letting me say my they, stuff we're taking all your stuff <laughs> Sorry. So do we have a collective moment of truth? Yeah, we can try that for the yes. first time on this okay. show. Unless you had a really good moment of truth. Nah, I, I listen. I think that was great because yeah. I I learned a lot about You're myself listening I, to you guys talk. Yes. I was gonna say I'm not crazy yes. because when I told you all I get to have sex with you and yeah. nobody else and yeah. these girls looking at me, we talked about it in the love hour and no men ever. They're like, <gasps> you said that. Yeah. Right. Like, no. the only one that's like, no. bro, I said that too, and yeah. I'm like, see, yes. I'm, and, <laughs> And feeling actually, like you're not crazy yes. is so comforting. Yes. Because yes. when you feel like you're just yes. by yourself, you're like, man, maybe I was yeah, tripping. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm like, that was going to be my funny moment of truth. Everybody wants to Val and Kevin, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. Because now Kev got a beard. Deval got the beard. Yeah, Val got muscles yes. too, though. Everybody yeah, yeah. wants I've been working DeVal on my muscles because she reminds me how skinny I was. So I wake up in the morning just like, I was skinny, bro. <laughs> Not no more. The soup no more. spoon saying you were nah, built like a soup spoon. or a pot spoon. Oh, I was skinny my whole man. life. I have issues with that. It's still triggering to me. Oh, my goodness. Melissa and Kevin, thank you so yes, much. Thank, thank you, guys. We appreciate you so, so very much. Fantastic. Thank so you So be sure to follow us on social media. Actually, give us your handles as well and let, let everyone know where to find you in case they don't know about you. Because if they don't, they were under a rock. Yeah. Yes. Kev on stage, everything. Uh, Miss Kev on stage on everything. The podcast is the... Love Our Podcast. Love Our, Love podcast, our podcast on Instagram and Facebook. It comes out every Thursday. And come rock with us on that. It's very Yo, fun. Rock with them. Please Trust do. me, I follow them. Please do. I comment. I like. Always. All they the both time. both have the such great trolls. content. I want to say something about the Val <laughs> that I forgot to say. It didn't come out. I respected the Val and Kadeen so much because y'all be keeping it. I mean, transparent. We tried in the tried Instagram, to, and he said, sure. "Man, me and and Kadeem was beefing." And I was like, man, <laughs> people do not be that honest. Because yeah. yeah. on Instagram, you think you that be everybody's perfect. perfect. You're like, bro, we was no. beefing for weeks, yes. months, and we finally yeah. had a breakthrough. And that means y'all had just got through it. Because yes. we always talk about stuff that we conquered years yeah. ago. Yes. But people don't want to talk about, like, we had a problem. Yes. She was gone for a month, and this led to this problem. Mm-hmm. And here's how we solved it. And I feel like that is so helpful to people who idolize, not idolize, but look up to you or you. us. It, yeah. And to know, man, okay, you know what, maybe they be... Yeah. Be, they, be, they have rough patches yep. too yeah. and that is so comforting to be like man they was beefing C-list no we doubt. be beefing too <laughs> we beefed <laughs> all Christmas last year on Christmas all oh, cri- no. not only on the day the whole time the whole season the whole holiday her, season yes we was at her no dad's mistletoe, house like, no bumping bells. each other in the hallway <laughs> bah humbug what up cuz <laughs> what up you good alright bah humbug bah humbug <laughs> but it was it felt good to be like alright even them who are in the industry and blah 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 they are experiencing the same thing I know regular people no be doubt. like man we be beating yeah. too yep. so, no so. doubt well sure. we appreciate y'all man thank y'all yeah, thank you so much and remember I am Deval that's my handle exactly Dean, I am. Yes, and of course, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And tell a friend, dead ass. Dead ass. 
Deadass is a production of Stitcher. It's produced by T-Square and Denora Pena. Our chief content officer is Chris Bannon. Our associate producers are Kristen Torres and Tribble. Our studio engineers are Brandon Burns and Andy Kristen's daughter. We're back. I'm Drew McGarry. And I'm David Roth. We have a podcast going on right now as part of the Stitcher Network called The Distraction. That's available everywhere you get your podcast at uh, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple. Go listen right now to The Distraction. Right now. It's out. Do it, please.